got a story that's going to make you feel good next, I'm sure. The destruction of essential infrastructure in Ukraine means many children don't have access to clean drinking water. That's the problem. Water sources have become increasingly polluted with mud, bacteria and toxic chemical residue from explosives. Enter New Zealand water scientist Tara Okan, who has created a water filter to help children on the front line make clean drinking water. And Tara joins us now. Hi. Hi, Jesse. Nice to talk to you. Uh, this project is called Water for Kids and Water for Kids. That's the number four. And how did it first come about? Well, it came about because I got sent some images over a cell phone from the Hearson province after the dam and reservoir there had been destroyed and the area was flooded with a question as to what could be done about this. They sent me pictures of water they'd scooped out of the ground and water in people's bathtubs and it basically was coming out mud and people had nothing to drink. So that's where the first um, impetus to create a water filter would work. They also sent me pictures of the water filters that they had Uh, which were becoming completely blocked within one hour and were completely ineffective, did not operate. We've got a picture of the water filter you created on our website. Can you describe it for people? Right. Well, I can't say that I created it. I more mechanoed it out of existing (laughs) technologies. But essentially what it is is a ceramic shell that's a baked fine clay shell which uh, stops... um, bacteria and you would have heard of cryptosporidium in queenstown for instance well this this is the sort of shield that would that keeps that out so if there's decaying biological material in a water source it removes bacteria viruses stops cholera things like that and then inside that there's a silver mesh which sterilizes it there's also silver impregnated in the clay and then inside that is the crucial bit which is it's full of activated carbon and that's because when you are in a war zone and i've read a fair bit of science on this uh trinitrotoluene or tnt and dnt explosives uh dissolve into water supplies along with other contaminant chemicals and you can't you can't physically remove them by a barrier. You have to absorb them out because these things are very toxic and produce cancer and other um, severe mm. medical conditions if you have too much of them. How hard was it to build this final version? Well, it was more hunting around. Yeah. I was dealing with um, refugees and uh, people who were smashed up in the earthquake in Nepal. And we were actually up in Nepal in 1997 with some medical aid and discovered that they were using these ceramic drip candle filters. So I knew they existed. And then I hunted around for manufacturers in India and in Brazil who made them, but they made them, but they were just ceramic. And then I found out that there had been an aid effort to send water filters into Haiti after the earthquake by a Dutch company and that they had been using activated charcoal. So I rang up a got hold of a company that manufactures these ceramics and said, can you fill these with activated charcoal? And they said, yes. So I got them to fill some and send me in a shipment to New Zealand. 
and we tested it and they worked great. So that's how it came about. What is it's your ex- other people's y- technology? I've just yeah, I've just mixed it. And what is your expertise, Tara? Uh, well, I'm a water quality scientist, so I work in New Zealand on water treatment plants, on coagulation control, and I also do a lot of work with industrial contaminants, or at least preventing industrial contaminants going into our rivers and lakes from from well from industry mm. and so i have a fair amount of understanding of how water carries toxins i mean we've done a lot of work recently on toxins that come from clandestine laboratories because those toxins in the water are cumulative poisons to our boys on the front line boys and girls sorry on the front line who are dealing with what we call our used food water and when they come down with toluene and things like that, it's a cumulative poison for them here in New Zealand. So we've done a fair bit of work on detecting these contaminants and creating methods of removing them or mitigating them here. What made you, working here in New Zealand, want to do something for the people of Ukraine? Well, um, I saw pictures of children with no water, and I saw pictures of children who had been, shall we say, sent home, and I remembered something from my mother. And my mother, during the Second World War, had um, collected all of her rations in New Zealand and parceled them up with string and paper and sent them to children in England who had been evacuated from London. And for years afterwards... uh, Years afterwards, years and years, we she kept getting Christmas cards and things from these kids who've grown up into adults, obviously. And when she died, I was looking through her things and I found letters written in small children's hands with pencils on the backs of cardboard and stuff. And they said things like, thank you for the lovely chocolate. We knew when your parcel arrived, Christmas had come. Oh, my gosh. And mum always said that she grew up in a time where when something was broken, you fixed it. You didn't throw it away and get another one. So I heard of a a chocolate initiative called um, Peace by Chocolate by Syrian refugees in Canada. And I thought maybe I could carry on the lesson of my mother and send something nice to children who were under PTSD and in states of extreme violence and without water or school supplies or anything so i thought what if i could send a water filter that had school supplies and a block of chocolate and it was just an idea that came so that's why really i presume it's a beautiful story thank you tara um i presume there are challenges getting a package like that to ukraine Huge challenges. Um, First of all, you have to get uh, embassy clearance because there are a lot of um, people who do things in wartime to uh, personally um, make profit from it. So you have to get through that. Then you have to get through connection to prove that you're not actually trying to find out information about where battle lines are so that you can use them. So there's, so I had to write to embassies in New Zealand, in Australia, in Poland, 
uh, Ukraine embassies. Then I got an introduction from New Zealand embassy to the embassy in Poland. And then I got sent an 84-page document, which had to be – it took months. It took months and months and months. And then when we finally got it, we found that we couldn't get anything to the front line because – the DOD, the Department of Defence, of course, has multiple barriers to prevent people getting to the front line in case you're gathering information, which would be hurtful to them. And then by chance, I found out that there was a, a lady, um, Alicia Shikova, who was in Ukraine, and she was making a film called The Children of Zero. Uh, the, the zero line is the line that the... Um, that the battle is fought on. And the children of zero are the children and families who are too poor. They they can't move and rent an apartment somewhere else. They can't go to anywhere else in Ukraine. So they have to stay where they are. So they become what are called the children of zero. So I reached out to her and I couldn't, couldn't reach her actually because she's relatively well uh, shielded in some respects for obvious reason and so people recommended me to her and then she reached out to me and it turned out that her high school mates are company commanders and soldiers on the zero line in Ukraine and they have a road in various parts they have these roads they call them the roads of life and the roads of life are the roads they're heavily defended and they're on which the wounded are brought out and so she contacted them, and one of them turned out to be an agricultural engineer who used to test water before the war. Hmm. And he set up with his troop that they would receive water filters filled with aid, and they would carry them up the zero line and distribute them to families that were stuck there. So all of it, now we had logistics. Now, provided I could get the water filters to Ukraine, I could get them delivered to the families. Wow. So that was the first step. And then the second step's actually been helped by New Zealanders. There are New Zealand drivers in Poland who are driving, like Owen P P Pumana from South Auckland, for instance, who are driving trucks into Ukraine with aid in them. So I had a meeting with him when he was last here, and we were able to set up uh, sea freight logistics to Poland and we don't go into much detail on that because they've caught people trying to do nasty things like put explosives in them so we but but suffice to say we get them to Europe we yeah. have we've started an appeal to get other suppliers from around Europe to fill them up and then we'll have drivers drive them in and drop them off in Gosh. areas where the soldiers can get them up the how, line. how many do you want to send Tara I want to send three and a half thousand which is enough water for 40,000 people every day. Um, will we get there? It's $10.50 per head. That's what it is, actually. And we've started to give a little page. We've put an outrageous sum of money there. But I noticed that um, Tembi managed to raise, um, you know, New Zealand has put together a package for 14 ambulances, and that was that was 400 odd thousand. So I thought, well, we might as well, we'll just send as many as we can, mate, basically. That's how it works. Fantastic. Will you stay in touch? I will stay in touch. We've got a website, uh, 
waterforkids.org.nz and you have to put the .org.nz because I found out long after I set this up that there's actually a Water for Kids program in Uganda okay. from 1999 and you might get confused with that right. one. But we've got a website, it's got to give a little, it's all set up, everything's there, the information's there. You can contact me directly at waterforkids at proton.me Ask any questions you like. We're completely open about it, but we're not open about the logistics. We are secretive about the actual yeah, I think people can understand them. Yeah, because we have to be. Or, or they could search it uh, on the Give a Little website. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for putting your hand up to do something, Tara. It means a lot. Thanks. Well, thank you for helping us. This is great, Jesse. New Zealand, Thanks very much. New Zealand water scientist Tara Okan, who's used his own training to create a will, uh, water filter, which he's going to fill with goodies and send to Ukraine. His, his moonshot, his dream is 4,500 of them, but he'll do uh, however many he can. Was it 4,500 or was it 3,000? Sorry. Uh, 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 3,500. There we go.